Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We are continuing our study on the book of Philippians. Um, we are in the fourth chapter. And uh, let, let's, let's just go there. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, and I will again read verses 6 and 7, but we're focusing on verse number 8. But verses 6 and 7 is what we've dealt with in the last couple of weeks, that be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts in minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, for the last few weeks, we've been dealing with supernatural peace and what it takes to enter into uh, that supernatural peace. We ask the question, uh, if the peace of God is available for every Christian or every believer, why don't most Christians experience it? And the answer is you can't respond naturally and experience the supernatural. And I gave you four unnatural responses that uh, are what we call the pathways to peace uh, that's found in these verses. We said, number one, you must keep a glad spirit. Tell somebody, you got to keep a glad spirit. Now, that's, that's an unnatural response, but that's supernatural. You've got to keep a glad spirit. You have to. Look like I need to say that a number of times a night. You have to keep a glad spirit. Number two, we said maintain a forgiving uh, and non-retaliatory spirit. Number three, or the unnatural response is, don't worry about anything. Encourage your neighbor and say, don't worry about anything. And, and the fourth unnatural response is, we talked about this last week, pray about everything. Yeah, amen. Pray about everything. Now, tonight we're going to deal with this eighth verse and... Uh, what we want to talk about is how to maintain this peace and how to maintain it through thought management. How to maintain this peace through thought management. Now, I want to start with this statement, and that is believers can control what they think. Believers can control what they think. Now, here in this uh, Eight verse, um, after giving us a list of things, the writer says to us to think on these things, which implies that we can control our thinking. Tell you, neighbor, you can control your thinking. I want to give you another, and don't, don't lose this. Uh, if, you, uh, if you have a good Bible, you have a string in it, put it, put it right there. In Philippians 4 and go to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to go back to uh, 
to Philippians. But go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 31. It says here, therefore, take no thought, saying, therefore, take no thought, saying. I just want to read that part, and I want you uh, to listen to this. We can't keep thoughts from coming, but this text tells us not to take the thought. It says, Take no thought saying the way you give life. And I've said this to you a number of times, the uh, times, the way you give life to a thought is by speaking it. A thought unspoken will die unborn. Can I help you here tonight? So we can control our thought lives. Now, I want to move from that statement to this question. Why? Is it important for us to monitor and to control our thought lives? And I've got a number of different reasons. The first one that I want to, uh, first reason is the different sources of thoughts produce different results and outcomes. The different sources of thoughts produce different results and outcomes. Now, There are three basic sources of thoughts. Thoughts come from God. Thoughts come from Satan. And thoughts come from our own minds. And these different sources will produce different outcomes. Now, let's look at the thoughts that come from God and let's look at the results of thinking God's thoughts. I want you to go to Isaiah uh, 55 and verse number 8. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse number, we'll start at verse number 8. Okay, it says here, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and the returneth not hither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy." And be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So so as we look at this scripture, when we think God's thoughts... What's the outcome? He says here in verse 12, the outcome will be that I will have joy, I will have peace, and I will have a productive life. So, so, so if that's the case, and I want you to get this, the opposite must be true. 
when I'm thinking his thoughts, I have joy, peace, and a productive life. But when I'm thinking thoughts that are not his, I won't have joy, I won't have peace, and I won't be productive. Did you get that? The next source of thoughts are from Satan. How many of you know that Satan will talk to you? I hope we all know that. How many of you know Satan will talk to you? How many have been guilty of listening sometime? Your neighbor that didn't raise their hand, tell them no lie in church. Go, 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 go to John chapter 13 and verse number 2. John chapter 13 and verse number 2. You got it? And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The Amplified says this. So it was during supper that Satan, having already put the thought of betraying Jesus in the heart of Judas, Simon's son. So now I want you to listen to this. It says that Satan put the thought in the mind of Judas. And now when you read the end result of Judas's life, you will find out that that thought led to his death. And that thought led to his destruction. So I want to say to you tonight that the end result of acting out Satan's thoughts always leads to some type of destruction. Anybody know that's the truth? Now, the third source of thoughts are our own thoughts. Now, I want you to hear this. Our thoughts are the product of reasoning, logic, and theories. That's why if you read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, it tells us to cast down imaginations. Now, if you read the Amplified Bible, it says, refute theories and reasonings because they will try to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. You know, a lot of times we draw conclusions from human reasoning and human logic. Anybody know that's the truth? Which, which really will, will produce assumptions and speculations that are not right. And sometimes even in the church, we assume and we speculate things and then we try to connect God to it. <laughs> See, that's why these days, uh, instead of having prophesying, you have a lot of prophet lying because folk are speculating. And see, people assume that. I've seen people in church. Oh, God, I don't want to get in trouble. I've seen people in church try, call themselves prophesying to somebody because of just looking at the, that person's exterior. And, and you know, uh, let's, let's say somebody sitting in church and uh, maybe they're frowning through the whole service. And, uh, and, uh, so you, you get some person in church that want to try to be deep. They'll catch them outside and say, the Lord says that you're going through something. 
and he says that it's, it's going to be all right, but you got to do this. And the person looks back and says, well, yeah, I am going through something. I got a toothache. And it's going to be all right because I'm going to the dentist in the morning and he's going to take care of it. But see, a lot of us, and that's what happens. I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to help some folk out. A lot of us try to be spiritual by looking at the face of people and we blame stuff on God that God ain't saying. It's speculation. Lord have mercy, Jesus. So the different sources of thoughts, I want to I help you out because I want you to stop blaming my father for stuff he ain't saying. So the different sources of thoughts produce different results. When we act on God's thoughts, we will have joy, we will have peace, and we will have a productive life. When we act on Satan's thoughts, we will have destruction. And when we act on our own thoughts, we will have speculations and assumptions. So it is critical that we monitor our thoughts. Wake your neighbor up and say, it's critical that we monitor our thoughts. We need, we need to question every thought and sift every thought through God's word because God's thoughts match his word. Now, the second reason that we should monitor our thought lives is because our thoughts affect our behavior. Anybody know that's the truth? Wrong thinking will lead to wrong actions. See, what you have to understand is that your body is the servant to your mind. Your body will follow what you're thinking. See, this is why Satan is after your mind, because if he can get you to think a certain way, then eventually he can get you to act on those thoughts. So you have to understand that Satan is always trying to put thoughts in your head. And, and it's not just that he wants them to float around in your head, but he's trying to move from your head to your feet. Go, go to Matthew chapter uh, 15. And look at, look at verse number 19. You have it. Look, look what it says here. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Look what it says. Murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. Blasphemies. Listen, listen to this. Now, I want you to notice that behaviors follow thoughts. All these things that he named. It started with a thought. You don't commit adultery without thinking about it first. Oh, now y'all won't look at me crazy. You don't don't fornicate without thinking about it first. Okay. You you don't just, you're not just walking around one day and say, how I got in this bed? It begins with a thought. You got that? Yeah. It begins with a thought. Tell somebody, it begins with a thought. 
So, so you have to understand that Satan is always trying to put things in your mind. So it's important that we monitor our thought lives because our thoughts will affect our behavior. So, so that being the case, we can conclude that we can create change in our behavior by gaining control over our thought lives. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody here. The third reason that we need to monitor our thoughts is because our thoughts create our emotions. Wrong thinking leads to wrong feelings. I'm going to say it again. Wrong thinking leads to wrong feelings. What was that song that man used to sing? If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. I know I got a wife and two little children. Isn't that, isn't that where it go? Oh, Lord have mercy. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't been in church all your life. Now, 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 now listen, listen. Now, he, he was singing about his feelings. And his feelings was based on wrong thinking. And his wrong thinking made him feel like it didn't matter what was right or wrong, he was just going to do it. Lord have mercy. Now, now let, me, let me tell you this. The lie of the devil is that our circumstances create our emotions. And that's not, that's not true. So what we think is that if we can change our circumstances, then we can be happy. But the truth is, your thoughts create your emotions. L- let, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Have you ever, have you ever gotten up in the morning and, and, and maybe you didn't feel so good about yourself? But... But you went in the closet and you pull out your best outfit and you dressed up. And after dressing up, you began to think good about yourself. And after that, you start feeling good about yourself because feelings follow thoughts. Now, now, now here's the truth about it. The truth is nothing changed but your thinking. You see... You've got to make a choice to be happy. Please look at your neighbor and tell him, you got to make a choice to be happy. And listen, you got to make that choice in spite of your state. See, because a lot of you, uh, you're a fool, and the enemy has you fool into thinking that you're going to be happy after your circumstances change, but you'll be happy after your mind changes. Because your feelings will follow your thinking. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's why I tell my single folk all the time, don't postpone your happiness waiting on somebody. You got to make a decision to be happy now. Tell your neighbor be happy now. Now look back at him and say, right now. You, you, okay, you, you get up, you're feeling 
lousy about yourself. You get dressed up, you start looking at yourself, and then you start thinking different about yourself, and you start feeling good about yourself. And I mean, you just, you just on cloud nine because now you look good and you think, you're thinking good about yourself. And it's, it all started with your mind. But look, then you leave out. And somebody says, you don't look good. Now your day is all messed up because they got in your mind and now your feelings have changed. Oh, Lord have mercy. So listen. It starts here. And your feelings will follow your thinking. So you know, so you know what that tells me? I'm not going to let anybody. Especially when I start, I, I start talking about thinking about myself. I'm not going to let you change the way I feel about myself. If I think I, I look good, I look good. And I don't care what you say, you ain't going to mess up my day. <laughs> so your feelings will follow your thinking. So you have, it's, it's, it's imperative, it's vital that you monitor your thought lives. You've got to monitor your thought life. Ain't no way in the world somebody's supposed to mess up your day by what they say. How are you going to let somebody mess up your day just by what they say? Let them get in here. They're just going to get in your head and turn off your happy. Something wrong with that. That's just too much control. Now, now let's move on. I, I want to move you now to this truth that if you can manage the thoughts in your mind, you can maintain your peace. I want you to go to Isaiah 26 and 3. Got it? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Now, 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 now this verse speaks of two parts. It speaks about my part and it speaks about God's part. My part is to keep my mind on God and his word. And when I do that, he promised to keep me in perfect peace. So listen to this. If I'm not experiencing peace, it's because my mind is fixed on something else. Oh, my God. Now, now, the word peace is a big word. Now, I want you to get this. It means safety. It means well-being. It means prosperity. It means nothing missing, nothing broken in your life. And I want you to notice it says perfect peace, which means peace on the inside and peace on the outside. And I'm glad about that because, you know, I've had peace on the inside and turmoil on the outside. And then on the other hand, I've had peace on the outside and the war gone on. Oh God, how many times you've been in church and you look like you're peaceful on the outside, 
but all hell was breaking out on the inside. Anybody ever been there? But his will is for, for our lives is to have total peace. He wants us to have peace on the inside and peace on the outside. Let me hear somebody say total peace. But he says, in order for me to have this, I have to keep my mind fixed on him. I have to keep my mind fixed on him. I have to keep my mind fixed on what he said about me. No matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter how I feel, I have to keep my mind fixed on what God has said about me. And when I keep my mind fixed on that, I'll have perfect peace. You know, that says to me that no matter what I'm going through, I know that it came to pass. See, I trust him. I trust him. So, so I'm not going to sit around focusing on my circumstance all day. I'm going to keep my mind on him. And that's why I'll have peace. That's why you heard me say this before. That's why little David, when, 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 the, when the, the children of Israel was fighting and they, the, the other army sent out Goliath. And Goliath would come out in the valley of Eli every day screaming at the children of Israel saying, give me a man. And, and the children of Israel watched him for days and days and days. And the Bible says how they were fearful because they were looking at the problem all day. But here comes little David who had been around the backside of the mountain tending to the sheep. And just been praising God. He comes skipping around the mountain and looking at the children of Israel. What's wrong with y'all? And then he hears, give me a man. Well, who is that? You mean to tell me he's challenging God's people and he's speaking against my father? Wait a minute. I will go out and I will fight this giant. Now you had, you had grown folk that wouldn't go against the giant because they had been focusing on the problem day after day after day. But here this little boy comes out who had been praising God and had not been focusing on the problem, came out and defeated the giant because he wasn't looking at the giant. He was looking at his help. He kept his eyes on God. He, you know what he did? He re, the Bible talks about how he reflected on what God had already done in his life. He said, well, you know, God gave me victory over a bear and God gave me victory over a lion and the same God that gave me victory over the bear and the same God that gave me victory over the lion is going to give me victory over this giant. So he didn't focus on the problem. He focused on the answer. And see, if you're going to have peace, you got to keep your eyes on God. And maybe you need to go back over your life and think about all the times that God brought you through already. See, I got to have peace because I know what God has done for me in the past. And the Bible said he hadn't changed. I don't care how late it looks. I know God's going to answer my prayer. And I know God's going to see me through. And even if it's, if, if it's past the date, God can make up the time. I'm going to preach myself happy. If you, see, you, you, can, you, you done made the decision that you're going to be sad, but I'm going to preach myself happy. God can make up the time. 
listen, listen to this. Listen to this. You got to make a decision, he says. You got to make a decision. And when, once you make the decision, he says, I'll keep you there. You make a decision, then I'll keep you there. See, but I can't go beyond you. See, God, see, God didn't make you a robot. God ain't going to come down and make you happy. You are a free moral agent. You have to make a decision that I am going to be happy. I'm going to believe everything that God says. Oh, Lord. And I'm getting everything God's got for me. I will live in peace. Shake your neighbor and say, I'm going to have peace. If you control your thought life, you can regulate the quality of your life. I ain't going to be pulling my hair out of my head. And I'm going to get some sweet sleep. Oh, I'm going to have that. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to let the devil disturb my mind. No, no, I'm going to sleep. God's up. What I'm going to say for Gaza, he got it. I'm, my wife will tell you, I, I fall asleep before my, my head hits the pillow. Sometimes we sit in the bed, you know, husband and wife, we sit in bed and we talk to each other. Sometimes she's talking to herself. Because I'm gone. I'm gone. She, <laughs> and I, she'll wake me up. You, you sleep? No, no. I ain't sleep. <laughs> I'm going to get me some sweet sleep. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to get some rest. That's the will of God for our lives. You ain't supposed to be tossing and turning all night. You, you're not made to take a pill to go to sleep. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Or oh, drink a drink. Or oh, make a cigarette. No, oh, Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You can have peace. You can have peace. Now, if we're going to think right, we're going to need what I want to call a thought grid. A thought grid. In other words, we need some way to evaluate the quality of our thoughts. Now, I'm going to go back to Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Because in this verse, I think God gives us a thought grid. Look, look, at, look at verse number 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So God gives us a grid to measure our thoughts by. Number one, he says, the thought must be true. (laughs) So it cannot be a lie. It cannot be imaginary. And it cannot be a rumor. So I'm not going to lose my peace over a lie, 
over imagination or over a rumor because I'm thinking what's true. Lord have mercy. The second part of the grid is honest. Now, the Amplified Bible says, it describes honest as being worthy of reverence or worthy of respect. So you have to ask yourself, is this thing that I'm thinking about worthy of reverence or is it worthy of respect? Is it worth reverence? Is it this thought? Is it worth? It's, it's robbing me of my peace. Is it worth? Is it worth respect and honor and reverence? Third criteria of the grid is that it must be just. The word just means right. We must think on things which are right. That means that things that conform to God's standards and God's word. Now, I want you to hear this. The world has a standard that they call right. But our thoughts must be based on what God calls right. Fourth criteria in the grid is that our thoughts must be pure. It must be morally and sexually clean. It must be that which does not contaminate me or anyone else. So I have to ask myself when those thoughts come in my head, are these, these thoughts, are they pure? Ooh, it's getting quiet up in here. Are they morally and sexually clean? So that, I mean, that speaks right against pornography. Oh, don't look at me like that. Don't, don't look at me like that. Please don't look at me like that. The fifth criteria is lovely. The word lovely means delightful or highly pleasing. So our thoughts should be delightful and highly pleasing. The thoughts, ask yourself, is this thought, is this a delightful thought? Is it highly pleasing to God? I better say to God. Because, you know, some thoughts are pleasing to your flesh. And they're not pleasing to God. The sixth criteria of thought, or this thought grid, it must be of a good report. Now, this means that it's got to be good news. So I have to ask myself the question, is what I'm thinking about right now, is it good news? Is it good news? Now I want you to listen to this statement. The thought may pass the fact test, but not the good news test. See, what you heard may be a fact, but is it good news? And if it's not good news, I don't need to keep focusing my thoughts on it. Lord have mercy, Jesus. 
It may be true or it may be a fact. But is it good news? So I can't focus my thoughts on it. Seventh criteria that the thought must have is virtue. In other words, morally excellent or it must motivate us to do better. Wow. Because, see, I have a lot of thoughts coming up, but I got to find out where they're coming from. And I need to know if this thought is going to pull me to You know, we used to wear those bracelets with WWJD. What would Jesus do? And we would wear them, but we wouldn't look at them. Y'all, y'all remember those things were popular in like the mid-90s, early 90s? Folk were all in the club with them things. I mean, hands all up in the air with them braces on. We have to ask ourselves the question, where, where is this thought coming from? And if I act upon this thought, will this action pull me closer to God or will it pull me away from God? Again, I will say to you, we got to start thinking about what we're thinking. Because Some of you are are thinking bad thoughts and you don't even know they're bad. But you got to run them through the grid. We've been giving place to the devil in in our thought lives and didn't even know we were giving him place. But now we're going to sift all of our thoughts through this grid. Is this true? Is this honest? Is this just? Is this pure? Is this lovely? Is this a, a good report? If, is this virtuous? Is this worthy of praise? Because if not, I don't need to think these thoughts. I want you. And I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, sell CDs or anything like that, but we need to make sure that we get this grid and we need to sift our thoughts through this grid and this is how we're going to live in peace. It's going to start with us getting our minds right. Yeah, your circumstances are going to change, but your mind needs to change before your circumstance change. Your mind needs to be renewed. You you have to sift your thoughts through God's word. We we all have a lot of work to do. We can't be responsible for the thoughts that pop up. But we are responsible for rethinking the thoughts. And what we have to do is evaluate really evaluate our thought lives. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. 
I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.